All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, before we get rolling today on the show, we'd be remiss if we didn't pass along our condolences to the families and colleagues of the two Edmonton police officers who were unfortunately shot and killed today. Just an unthinkable and horrific tragedy in our city. We're going to have all of our usual game day fun, but today is one of those days where hockey definitely is not at the forefront of a lot of people's minds. So again, this is a tragedy that affected a lot of parts of our community, but we wanted to offer our condolences to the families of 35-year-old Constable Travis Jordan and 30-year-old Constable Brett Ryan before we got going on today's show. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. What's going on? Welcome in to the show. Yes, it is a short for giant game day edition of things here on Oilers Nation every day. Welcome in to everybody over in the Nation Network YouTube chat. Thanks for tuning in. It's a game day. Dallas Stars. I'm Tyler Uremchuk. He's Liam Horbin. And boom, we got a friend from Germany, Tim Keller, joining us. Tim, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm probably not doing as good as you and your fellow <laughs> Germans who got to watch a game against the Ottawa Senators where Tim Stutzla scores twice. Leon Dreisaitl scores twice on the ice. That must have just been an absolute blast for you guys to take in. Yes, it was like a surreal experience. We here the second time. So last time we didn't see as much fun, but uh, we were like <laughs> in the morning we joked around that... Uh, Hopefully we're going to score tonight. I think someone said so for fun. Yeah, Stutzel is going to score four and the Oilers win anyway. Then it would be a great day. But I think we got the best scenario where Leon scored two as well. 
Yeah, that was uh, great. And you guys got to meet Leon Dreisaitl after the game as well, as we can see here on the screen. What was that like? How was meeting Leon? It was amazing. Like he, he was really nice. And uh, we like weren't really expecting it that, to happen, but we like tried everything to make it happen. And when we knew it w- would be happening, uh, we were like just over the moon. Yeah, it uh, looked like a ton of fun. That game on the ice was great. We're going to break all of that down. We're also going to look ahead to tonight's matchup against the Dallas Stars. Welcome into the show. We are live from the Sports Closet studio. Sportscloset.ca is where you can find them. Also three locations in the Edmonton area. You guys are going to be back at the game tonight. Are you are you rocking a jersey to these games? Are you keeping the hoodie on? What's the play? Uh, I have my dry saddle jersey and I have a little patch uh, about my a friend of our group who was here last time who unfortunately passed away and oh. we're honoring her like in the game and everything. So that's oh, nice. really nice. Yeah. Very good. Uh, yeah. Short for giant game day. Oilers stars tonight. One and oh, since our friends from Germany got here looking to make it two and oh tonight, but they are going to be in tough. And you're getting a lot of love in the YouTube chat as well. A lot of people saying welcome to Edmonton. Tim, uh, before we maybe dig into tonight's matchup, well, let's take a look at what's going on over in the YouTube chat. Kyle was the first one in offering his thoughts and prayers to the two fallen EPS officers, which we uh, talked about off the off the jump tonight. Uh, Chris Walkling said tonight, the Oilers will take care of business. Absolutely love that. And a bunch of chirps about us dialing up the internet. But I actually think, <laughs> and producer Aaron, we're trying a new setup today, actually, which is why Liam is in the same spot and on the couch. And Aaron's in the same room as us, not in a different room. The point is, we're working on it. We're going to find a solution here to our uh, um, internet issues. Nico in the chat says, Tim is the German Bruce McCurdy. He knows the numbers. Yes, he is a <laughs> contributor to Oilers Nation Germany. Um, and do you are you part of the pod as well? Yes. Yeah, the Oilers Nation Germany podcast. There you go. Um, Tonight, Oilers stars looking to build and keep the momentum going. We talked about how they finally got back to 500 on home ice. Uh, Liam, when you look back at that game for the Edmonton Oilers, what was the big positive for you? From Tuesday? Yeah, from Tuesday against uh, Ottawa. Uh, The big positive for me was, honestly... Keep it on brand, Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, honestly, I mean, like he was, he was amazing on on Tuesday for them and scores one hundredth point of the season. Stuart Skinner made what three or four huge saves in that game, and that was kind of it for me. Like the big guys kind of showed up when you needed them to, and took care of business against the Ottawa Senators. And tonight, a bit of a tougher test, but yeah, I'm expecting another good performance from this team because I think they've actually been, despite the losses they've had. I think overall, it's been a pretty good run of last couple of weeks here for the Oilers. Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, the, the frustrating part is you look above them in the standings, right? And it's like, hey, LA, 7-2-1-2 and, in their last 10. Vegas, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. And it's frustrating to see those teams going on the run that they're going on. And then you look at the Oilers, you go, ah, 6-4. and four. Like, okay, they're only one win behind those teams, but they're only one win above 500 mm-hmm. in their last 10. But I do think it's important to keep into top context the strength of schedule in all of this. Like they have been playing some really difficult teams over the last couple of weeks here. And for them to be above 500, I take that as a big win. I feel like they're really starting to hit their stride as a group. And tonight is going to be another tough, tough test. The Dallas stars kind of got their asses kicked surprisingly by the Vancouver Canucks earlier in the week, losing five to two. But before that it was back-to-back impressive wins over the Seattle crack. And they scored 10 goals against the Buffalo Sabres a couple of weeks ago. They beat the Hawks five, two, they beat the coyotes. Like, They racked up some wins. They took care of business where they needed to. This is going to be a much, much tougher test than, honestly, Ottawa kind of was. The other big Mm. thing is that between the pipes, they have Jake Ottinger. 
the other storyline leading in this, as you looked at how these two teams of fate uh, have looked on the season as a whole, this is potentially a first round opponent for the Edmonton Oilers. And I on it, like the stars would scare me as a first round opponent just because of Jake Ottinger alone. Like, I don't think their forward group is necessarily as good as the Oilers. I think their blue line with a guy like Miro Haskinen, he's probably one of the few defensemen who can keep up with Connor McDavid. Um, but what do you make of this matchup and the way the Oilers kind of look against the stars or match up against them? Yeah, I think so that like uh, it, it should be a third round matchup. So I think that's yeah. like two of the better teams in the, the, in the conference, although it's like not exactly the Oilers are not there in the standings. But I think like on playoff teams, I think they're both like could go really fast. So it would be a bummer to have them in the first round. I think like what you said, Tyler, if the Oilers do get Dallas in the first round, Jake Ottinger is probably going to be the X factor in the entire series. I mean, yeah. look what he did to the Calgary Flames <laughs> last season, right? Calgary, yeah. were, weren't they the number one team in the West last year or second, whatever it was? They won the division, whatever, yeah. right? Played Dallas, took him to seven games. It took overtime in game seven to get Calgary past Dallas. So yeah, it's uh, they're a difficult team. And like you said, that forward group probably isn't as good as they want it to be, but Robertson's been very good this season. Rope Hints can turn it up. Joe Pavelski is just going to stand in front of the net and tip everything that goes yeah. in. So that's what they do. And this team is kind of, even when they went to the Stanley Cup final, was their forward group that great? Like it was, it was good, but they basically rely on like just a good defensive structure and good goaltend. That's what they've got. So yeah, it's going to be a tough game for the Oilers, but last time they played Dallas, they, they did beat them. And uh, that was the Oilers nation Christmas party i think it was right yes. yeah when we watched it soho there, oh, yeah, so. down in dallas yep. yeah so Oilers, they lost in edmonton earlier this year. yes yes they did and uh that was the was that the one where the shot went through jack campbell's glove yeah that was a tough all oh, the memories <laughs> <laughs> well that shouldn't knock on wood happen tonight because Stuart skinner is the expected starter for the edmonton oilers uh i like so like Edmonton and Dallas could very realistically be a first round playoff matchup. Like we said, if Edmonton were to sit in that number one wildcard spot, which is possible, Mm -hmm. Dallas could potentially be the lower of the two division winners, which means that would be the matchup. It's also very possible that if Edmonton were to squeak into one of those or hold on to their spot, I should say, as one of the three Pacific division playoff teams, this could be a third round playoff matchup. Like I, I think that was a great point, Tim. Like these two teams are both very much built where they could go deep. And I, that is a team I wouldn't want to face early in the playoffs if I was the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, maybe we'll we'll switch up the way we usually do things. Let's do the lineup report now, Aaron, and just talk a little bit more about the opposition here in Dallas. Because that top line is about as good as any. Probably one of the few top lines that you could look at and say, it's close to being at the level of the Oilers when they put McDavid and Drysaddle together. Rupe Hints has 32 goals on the year. Jason Robertson could very well be a Hart Trophy candidate at the end of the year. He's not winning the damn thing. We know that's Connor McDavid's. Joe Pavelski is a guy who gets better when the playoffs roll around. Like That top line will be a problem. I don't love their depth. Wyatt Johnston, rookie on the second line. He's playing tonight with Evgeny Dodonov and Jamie Benn. Jamie Benn bounced back here. That is great. They don't have Tyler Sagan. He was cut with a skate on his leg and is still out of the lineup. That was an ugly one. That has been happening far too often. That's actually something they brought up at the GM meeting. So the NHL GMs are looking at grandfathering in some rules where players have to wear cut-resistant clothing. Yeah, it even happened the other week in a Crusaders game too. It's it's horrible to see, and it must be such a horrible... I can't even imagine like the insight. We saw it, Brad Marchand too, the other week. It's Mm -hmm. it's crazy, obviously, about Um, the Kane. 
So with Sagan out, Y Johnson's moved up the lineup a little bit here. Um, Radic Faxa with Max Domi and Ty Delandria. That rounds out kind of their top nine. With Sagan in the lineup, it looks a lot better because they can move Johnston down and he plays on a third line with Domi, which is a decent third line. Um, but similar to the Oilers almost in a way, I don't love their depth on the right side. Their fourth line, Luke Glendening, Joel Caravanta, and Frederick Olofsson. Kivaranta is a guy who is remembered for what he did in the bubble here a couple of years ago. Remember that playoff run when he just went like unconscious? Yeah. He scored like eight goals in four games or something. Had a yeah. hat trick. I yeah. was I was saying that 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 was probably the reason why they went to the final because I had someone who's like always like showing up at the end of the game and everything. So what happened to him? Well, he's got seven goals this year. And again, it feels like that year in the bubble, he scored seven goals in like a one-week stretch. In one game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's down on the fourth line right now. Uh, on the, the deep pairings for the Dallas Stars, the top duo, which I expect to see a lot of Connor McDavid tonight, is Miro Haskinen and Colin Miller. Essa Lindell with Yanni Hockenpah on the second. And on the third pairing, it's Ryan Suter with Joel Hanley. They have a couple of players out of the lineup tonight, including Mason Marchment and Tyler Sagan. Uh, but that blue line right there, that's legit. Like, I do think this is a game where if you're the Oilers, you need to keep McDavid and Drysaddle separated to some extent because there's not a soft matchup on this Stars blue line. Like, with Ottawa, we talked about, like, a third pairing. You could be like, hey, if you get Drysaddle or McDavid out against those guys, they're going to skate them into the ground and dominate that matchup. I don't see a matchup where 97 and 29, like, clearly can take advantage of a weak deep pairing. If I remember correctly, I think Leon always struggled against Suda when he when he played on Minnesota. So I think he's like a really tough player to play against. And I think Lindell is like, don't, can you still call him underrated or is he like legit now? Yeah, no, I think he's one of those guys where you're right. For a couple of years, he was one of the underrated defensive demon. And that usually happens in the league where if you're a good shutdown demon, you're always like even Slavin in Carolina, right? Yeah. Like he was underrated for like three, four years. Then everyone eventually figures out like, oh, damn, this guy can shut down some of the best around the NHL. And Lindell is definitely on that level. So that's the lineup for the Dallas Stars. Uh, the starting goaltender tonight for the Dallas Stars is, I believe, going to be Jake Ottinger because they've had some time off, but it is unconfirmed over at dailyfaceoff.com. Stuart Skinner is confirmed for the Edmonton Oilers. He had a pretty good bounce back game, I thought, against the Ottawa Senators. His save percentage was above 900. I'm thinking back to those goals. Like there was the shorthanded one where, I mean, there's nothing he could have done on that one. Like I was, I was actually a nice play, I thought, by Dylan Gambrell. Uh, the other one went in off DeHarnay's skate. Nothing you could really do there. Tim Stutzla scored again. He's just nasty. He's unstoppable. He's a superstar. I'll hype him up for you a little bit. Uh, but I liked Stuart Skinner last game. I thought that was like a really good bounce back for him. Yeah, I mean, like I said, kind of off the jump there, like thoughts on the game. I think Stuart Skinner was arguably the biggest difference in some ways. Like made that yeah. big save off the Bouchard turnover, then followed it up immediately after with another save on that. And I think it was the Brinkat on the power play in the second period. He kind of mm -hmm. made that sprawling save across and caught it and deflected it over. So Stuart Skinner, I said this on After Dark as well. Like whenever he's between the pipes, he is, I have all the confidence in the world that he's going to get the job done. And yep. I think the Oilers feel that way too. A lot of the times when they play in front of him, because they can make riskier plays, I guess, because they can get bailed out by the goalie. Maybe not as risky as what Evan Bouchard tried to do. Dial it down a little bit from there. Maybe oh. we don't want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happy medium. Uh, Stuart Skinner has been above a 900 in three of his last four is three and one in that span as well. So the Oilers keep rolling with their big dog between the pipes. The rest of the lineup 
there's a little bit to break down here. Jason Greger had the latest this morning from Oilers Skate. No Ryan McLeod. He wasn't on the ice, which leads you to believe it's not a healthy scratch. If he was healthy, he would have skated and stayed after. Uh, so it sounds like McLeod could be nicked up, could be an illness, something along those lines. He's not going to play. Zach Hyman is listed in the top six here, but Gregor pointed out after he stayed for about 15 minutes after practice and continued working as the rest of the group headed off. That leads you to believe he's close, but not playing tonight. Usually if a guy's going to be in the lineup, he's going to leave when the rest of the regulars leave practice. So Gregor speculated it could be 11 and seven tonight which makes sense when you look at the way things are laid out on your screen here. Kane McDavid, Yamamoto, Nugent Hopkins, and Dreisaitl. We saw Jay Woodcroft have some success with kind of running 11-7, and seven, where the top six is just a top five, and he kind of round, runs out like different combinations of them, keeps the other team guessing a little bit. Uh, the bottom six has actually been really solid for the Oilers as of late, so I like that they're kind of keeping the bulk of it together with Bukestad, Yanmark, and Kostin, Shore, Fogel, and Ryan. I think this team is better when they go 11 and seven and they kind of can mishmash the top six. Again, I'll use air quotes on that. I like having different looks with all those guys who are all comfortable playing together. Yeah, I saw something on Twitter a few weeks ago. Like the Oilers are like a, a top five team when they play 11 and seven and they are like a lottery team when they play 11 and uh, 12 and six. So uh, the win percentage uh, is on our side with that. Yeah, and uh, Jay Woodcroft actually made that point in a, or he has made that point in a couple of press conferences now. When they come off losses, they do 11 and 7. He always gets asked the question, is it time to go back to the more traditional setup? And he will always point to their win percentage when they go with the 11 and 7 setup. The other thing I like about doing this tonight is it gets Philip Broberg back in the lineup. This finally. guy hasn't played. Yeah, finally. This guy hasn't played since the game against Winnipeg, the first game against Winnipeg, I believe. So it's been. 10 days since he's played a game at the NHL level, 10 games since he's played a game anywhere because they haven't reassigned him down to Bakersfield. Um, sorry, it was actually March 4th. So 12 days since Philip Broberg's been in the lineup. I like getting this guy on the ice again. 11 and 7. Yeah, you're dealing with some injuries with Hyman and McLeod. That'll happen. But the silver lining here is that you're going to get Broberg a game to get his feet back under him. Because again, when playoffs come, coming down the stretch here, you're going to need seven or eight defensemen to step up. And I would hate for Philip Broberg to have to come in for a meaningful game, whether it's late in the season or in the playoffs. And it's like, ah, he hasn't played in 20 days. Like, this is nice to get Broberg Again, just some reps. Even if he only plays 12, 13 minutes, it's better than him sitting up top again, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's about it's about time. Like this guy, as far as I'm concerned, didn't really do anything wrong to get put out of the lineup. With and I mean, Vincent DeHarnay isn't an every everyday NHL defenseman yet. So why does he play every every game? Because he's a right-handed stick? Well, Edmonton Oilers, you did this to yourself by getting rid of your right-handed depth. So you better get used to probably having to play a lefty over on the right once in a while. Yeah. And I think it's time the Oilers start adjusting that way a little bit. See if Kulak can play there. Is Ekholm effective on the right? Can Nurse play on the right? Like, who is it, right? Like, Throw some stuff at the wall. See what sticks. We're in the regular season now. Don't test this in game one of the playoffs if someone on the right side can't play. Like, you got to experiment a little bit at the moment. And for me, Broberg, I think he was actually doing really, really well up until we haven't seen him. So, yeah, yeah I, I want Broberg in there, and he's a very important piece of this future. The others made that very have made that very, very clear over this past year of like he'll be on the roster. We're not going to trade him. He's untouchable. All this stuff is like we'll play him. 
Because if you're not playing him, send him to Bakersfield at least. Let him get some game time and just bring up Jason Demers or something like that. Yeah, they don't uh, they don't want to do the same mistake they did with Bouchard in the Canadian it's, League season because like that really hurt his development when he didn't play at all. Yeah, exactly. Just having guys. I like practice is valuable. I 100% understand that. But it gets to a point where the player is just like, well, am I going to play or am I just going to yeah. keep passing pucks to McDavid and Drysaddle off the rush in practice? So and and the best example is also a German defender, Morris Sider. He just played in his 19-year-old uh, season, I think, or 20-year-old season. And they just let him play. And that's the best thing way to develop. Yeah, exactly. They can... You just got to play the game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of comments in the YouTube chat about the goaltending matchup tonight. Some people were quick to point out, hey, Jay Gottinger gave up five goals to the Dallas or to the Calgary Flames a couple of weeks ago. That's a great point. In his last five games, Ottinger's goals against average is actually a hair above three, but he's been facing a lot of rubber in those games. Like against the Flames, he did face 37 shots when giving up five goals. He's had a save percentage above 903 of the last five. His numbers as of late are actually very similar to Stuart Skinner. So these two evenly matched as of late between the pipes. Someone said Stuart Skinner shut out the Dallas Stars last year. He did not. Um, he shut out San Jose, yeah. Mm-hmm. And got uh, sent down the next day. Speaking of goaltending, <laughs> yeah, he did. And he didn't play again the rest of the year. And it kind of makes you think, if they would have ran with Stuart Skinner last year, like we talked about on our pregame shows, like if they would have ran with Skinner and saw what they had in him, do they maybe not sign Jack Campbell, right? Like if, Ooh, if yeah. Skinner would have had like 10 to 12 good starts down the stretch last year, would they have been like, oh shit, he might be our number one. Maybe we don't need to go spend $25 million on Campbell. Find a find a cheaper stopgap. Yeah, maybe it would have given them the confidence to pursue like a Huso more aggressive or something. Yeah. Ah, what could have been? I was going to say, what could have been? Speaking of goaltending, Maynard asked us in the chat, thoughts on Flurry Binnington last night? I actually didn't see this. Bro, I was... Uh, I you was, haven't seen it at all yet. No, I saw it. Well, I see Bennington throwing his hands up in the air and I, I just hate that clown. I can't go, go to Friedman's Twitter. Him. And watch the clip because I want to. Did you okay. see it, Tim? I saw it. Yeah, we were at the calling club and we were like oh. <laughs> surprised by the video. So it was really. It's, yeah, I mean, another example of the Jordan Bennington tough guy act. I can't stand the guy. I know like a lot of people can't stand the guy. Are you watching it live here? Okay, so Ryan oh. Hartman kind of runs in. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was not. Well, I kind of understand that the upsetness from Benning. It's not loading. I wish Classic the line. Internet. I wish the linesman would have let them go at it. Uh, Aaron's working at pulling it up right now, too. Um, yeah, so we'll get... Lance says it. Bennington's a clown, and I think he is a clown. And he's got a hearing with the Department of Player Safety for throwing the blocker as well. Um, and actually, Mike McKenna said today on DFO Live that he thinks uh, he will be suspended for it. The NHL does not like blocker plays like this. It's a heavy, uh, they, it's a heavy hit. It's yeah, it's like a, it's a hard piece of equipment, man. Yeah. Like the NHL basically views it the same thing as like swinging a stick at a guy. So Bennington could be sitting for a while. The other thing that just makes him come off as an absolute loser in this is he had just given up like four goals in a couple of minutes, and I don't know, it just reeked of like I'm pissy because I'm getting lit up. And then when he was hyping up the crowd, it's like, dude, I don't even know if your own fan base like seeing this from you. Um, I really wish the linesman would have let him go at it though. That would have been great. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see Jordan Bennington get his nose put the other way. Um, here we go. So Ryan Hartman kicks him. Yeah, I would. I understand that. I'd be but a little like, upset, but like coming on. in to do that, you know, maybe not. So it was then, also like very clearly accidental because when this loops back, we'll see it. Bennington's like almost out of his crease. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. 
But but I have the suspicion that he he likes the attention about it. Like, oh yeah, he yeah. likes that the people are talking about him, you know, the whole day and everything. What was his quote from the playoffs in his rookie year? Oh, what was it? Oh, Do you remember, remember that? No, I, I just remember. I remember I remember the quote from Barube earlier this year, his head <laughs> yeah. coach, who was like, "We'd like him to focus on stopping bucks because again, he get <laughs> he has he gets booted for this, right? He gets kicked out of the game, and then the Blues go on to give up three more goals." Like their backup, if it's it's either Thomas Grace or Joel Hofer right now, um, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, man, I've been sitting on the bench cold, and now I got to come in and get my ass lit up by the Minnesota Wild because you wanted to be a whiny little whatever. So, I don't know. Uh, Wasn't there a quote the other day from Flurry after that fight from Ryan Fancy being yeah. like, I'd rather score goals and fight in the NHL or something like that? Uh, Alan Walsh, his agent, sent out a tweet saying that when Flurry got drafted, his three goals, he wanted to win a Stanley Cup, score a goal in the NHL, and have a fight. Oh, that's and then he saw a fight when he was like coming into the league, and he said, ah, maybe just the goal and the cup are good <laughs> enough for me. But he almost went at it last night, and I know I saw some uh, Minnesota Wild fans that were like, maybe we want Flurry staying in the net as well. They got a pretty important playoff push uh, coming here right away. Speaking of that playoff push, today is a... Pretty. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, big night around the NHL in terms of the out-of-town scoreboard. There are a lot of meaningful matchups that we're going to need to be keeping an eye on, starting with the Kraken taking on the Sharks. Hopefully, San Jose can play a little bit of spoiler here for the Edmonton Oilers. 
They have one win in their last 10 games. So I'm not counting on the San Jose Sharks coming in and playing spoiler for us. Uh, But they're taking on the Seattle Kraken. The Kings are taking on the Blue Jackets. Oh, let's look at how the Blue Jackets have done in their last 10. Three wins in their last 10. So I don't have high hopes for that one either. Uh, But the interesting set of matchups, the Jets are taking on the Bruins. The Bruins have somehow lost back-to-back games, including losing 6-3 to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Jets are sputtering right now. They are, after tonight, they could be barely hanging on to the final playoff spot in the West. They're only four points up on the Preds. The Jets are playing the Bruins. The Preds are playing the Blackhawks. I don't love the chances of the Hawks winning back-to-back games, if we're being completely honest. There is a chance that by the end of tonight, Nashville is only two points back of the Jets with three less games played. Man, there has got to be some nervous sweating going on in Winnipeg right now. Our friends at Jets Nation. Yeah, some uh, crazy stuff is happening with Nashville. Who would have thought to essentially blowing up their team in a small portion? <laughs> right outside of pushing for a playoff spot and they just got all these extra picks too. They're probably licking their chops at that. So yeah, it's uh it's crazy. Winnipeg, like when they top of the central at one point, or right up there, right? Yeah. And they now pff, might not fall out, might fall out of a playoff spot. You honestly, I'm very curious to see what Winnipeg do over these next maybe even this summer alone. Like it's not been a great time for them recently. So are they gonna Move a couple of big pieces. We'll see. Like, what what are the contract situations? There? Wheeler's a UFA at the end of the season. I think he's gone. Shifley has one. Or sorry, Wheeler and Shifley both have one more season, okay. and then they're UFAs. Nina Ryder also. Yeah, Nina Ryder is yeah. one more. Uh, they don't really have a ton of like big name UFAs coming, so they could like run it back. The same core. Hellebuck also has one more year left on his deal. Then he's a UFA. See, the Yikes. thing is about the the NHL now. It, it's turning. It's turned a little bit well like players with term are getting moved yeah obviously we just got at home so i wonder if they'll just try and cash in on a couple of guys before it's too late if you're the jets and i know some people might be like oh this is rich coming from a guy who lives in edmonton but if you're the jets you do have to be a little bit nervous of big name players in your market being unrestricted free agents yeah like i know wheeler 100%. wheeler's from minnesota i think so i know that is like close um, but still, like I'd be a, a hair nervous. Connor Hellebuck's an American too. That these guys aren't going to re up. They might look to just cash in at some point here, and or at some point this summer if this season doesn't go well for the Oilers. I think there is a bit more pressure on them tonight because when you look at the out of town scoreboard and you see Seattle and LA both have very very easy matchups. Like you need to find a way to win this game here. Otherwise, you're that much further from LA in all likelihood, and you're letting Seattle leapfrog you again, and they're going to still have a game in hand after that night. Like, big game against a big opponent, and a night where the standings could really change if you don't get two points. Yeah, and it's a, it's important setup for the game on Saturday, too. It is. They <laughs> need to keep up with Seattle so they can pass them in the direct duel and on Saturday. That's a great point. Yeah, if you keep pace with Seattle tonight, you get the two points over them on Saturday, then boom, you're three points up. Doesn't matter what that game in hand does at that point. So uh, a good setup for Saturday, which is when our, first, our 15th birthday bash. Flash that up, Aaron. Look at that. That's kind of what the shirt looks like as well. We gave everyone a look. Yes, our German friends are going to be there as well. And we are sold out. You cannot get tickets anymore. The pint is going to be packed. Proceeds going to support free play for kids. We're giving away signed jerseys. I'll be behind the back bar pouring up some shots. 
shots, shots, shot, shots. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun. A lot of shots will be had and hopefully a lot of goals will be scored by the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, it is a short Ford giant game day here on Oilers Nation. Every day we need to give some love to Sherwood Ford and their mobile service department. I believe they have over 50 bays in their dealership. It is remarkable what they can do. And how about this? I drive the nation truck. As you yeah. know, it's parked outside. I don't know if you saw it because I got into the office after you guys. When I need to get an oil change done, they can drive here with their mobile service department and do it. Or they'll drive and pick it up for me, bring it to the dealership, bring it back. So when I'm done the show, it's like my truck never left. Oil change done. That's the kind of quality you get with our friends at Sherwood Ford. The Giant, the Oilers need to be quality in a lot of aspects of their game tonight. But my big key to victory is going to be keeping the momentum going at five on five. We know the Oilers power play is going to get theirs. We know the penalty kill is probably going to give up a goal because it more or less does every single game. <laughs> but at five on five, they outscored the Ottawa Senators four to one. They need to be the better team at five on five tonight if they're going to win this hockey game. I don't mind the Skinner versus Ottinger matchup. I don't hate the Oilers forward group in the way it lines up with Dallas, but you're going to need to find a way to hold possession in this hockey game and win the five on five matchup. Liam, what's your key to victory? My key to victory is the Germans. I think it's a simple one. Okay. Obviously, Leon Dreisaitl stepped up his game when they were in town. I'm thankful Dallas doesn't have any German players tonight. That's a good point. So key to victory is the Germans and also Stuart Skinner. Outduel the Otter. The Otter. I like it. Tim, you got a key to victory for the Oilers tonight? Yeah, mine is patience because like I think Bukesad and Ekholm is... They are adding exactly that to the team. I think that second period goal that really showed what they have as their main skills. And I think they can bring that to the lineup. They can bring, Ekholm can bring that to Bouchard. And yeah. I think that's like the key to victory is like the patience the team needs to win these close games against uh, the big rivals. It's actually a great point. Like Matthias Ekholm does it specifically with Bouchard, but I think last time the Oilers played the Stars, there were a couple of, or the last time they played the Stars in Edmonton, there was a couple moments where they got back into the game and then it was like almost immediately a bad turnover, an odd man rushed the other way, boom, the puck's in the back of their net. And I know Jack Campbell didn't play great in that hockey game, but the Oilers made a lot of mistakes in front of him. Having that patience, having that ability to keep things calm, after you score a big goal, something like that, that's going to be important tonight. Our game day big bets are brought to you by our friends at Betway. Aaron, do you have the button? Hit it. Yeah. <laughs> Cha-ching. We did a squad bet on the last show, and we won it. We did. It was awesome. What a feeling. Everyone got those units up a little bit or closer to zero in some instances. <laughs> um, Jay. Jay sent in his pick. He's going with the Oilers money line and the under. So he thinks it's going to be a goalie fest tonight between Ottinger mm. and Stuart Skinner. Liam, you're keeping it consistent. You're letting it ride. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, Tyler. McDavid, two plus points and an Oilers epic victory royale plus 140, which will edge me a little bit closer to even money as well. Yeah, I am going with over one and a half power play goals in the hockey game because the Oilers penalty kill has been junk as of late and their power play has been good. The Oilers have allowed a power play goal against in six of their last seven games. They have scored on the power play in five of their last seven games. I like the odds of there being more than one and a half power play goals tonight. Minus 
110, not the juiciest payout in the world, but uh, I'd, I'll take it. Minus 110, over one and a half power play goals between the Oilers and the Stars. Did you, you lay any money down on dry settle to score last game or anything like that? No, we had someone. He had uh, the exact uh, exact uh, score and two, two dry side goals, but he had one goal less for Ottawa, so he lost his bet. Oh, oh no. Damn. That is brutal. That would have been a good payout. Uh, all right. There's our bets brought to you by our friends at Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Liam, you're getting some compliments for your nice banana picture on <laughs> that graphic. A lot of people saying manifest the win tonight. Uh, Kyler, 4-2 exact score, power play, and empty netter, which I know you love. And uh, Yeg Loyalty, he dropped in a short four giant key to victory. Need to take care of business in our own zone. Clean breakouts, no sloppy turnovers. Don't let the stars cycle us. And I like that. Don't let them cycle you to death in this hockey game because you know they're going to be trying to do that. Maynard asks, is the power play out of sync at all without Tyson Berry? Liam, I know you had the number uh, on last show, but I don't get that sense at all with this hockey game. I think the power play has been just fine. Shooting at 28% right now. Since the deadline? Since the deadline. I mean, I get it. You have one moment where Bouchard, there was quotations by Didrongan, Bouchard messes up. When <laughs> you actually look at it, okay, so Bouchard shoots the puck, he misses the net. There's four Oilers def- forwards below the goal line. Mm-hmm. And then they get an odd man break, and somehow that's all Evan Bouchard's fault for missing the net. I saw people being critical of the fact he was shooting. What? Where's he? <laughs> all four teammates are behind the net. What's he supposed to do? Like it's crazy. Just yeah. He, Bouchard has been perfectly fine. He's almost a point per game defenseman since the trade deadline. Let's just let this guy get used to being on the power play. It's yeah. not going to just happen overnight, but it will happen because Bouchard is a the Oilers' best offensive defenseman. Like it or not, that's what he is. He's a he's a power play specialist. That's mostly why he went tenth overall, to be yep. honest. So. Yeah, just lay off him a little bit. He's fine. So since the deadline, they're actually now up to 30% on the season, Liam, uh, because they got one last game. And on the year as a whole, they are 31.6. So the power plays dropped to 1.6% from going Barry to Bouchard. And again, it's a small sample size right now. If you watch a power play with two future Hall of Famers in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and convince yourself that Tyson Barry was the reason it was good, Man, I, I like Tyson Berry. Good dude. Good defenseman. Having success in Nashville was it uh, was an important ingredient in that power play. But it's not like they went from having Bobby Orr to me. Like, <laughs> you know, like Evan Bouchard is just fine on the blue line. Didn't, uh, didn't he have the crossbar on the power play last game? Yeah, he did. And he got robbed as well. Uh, but that was yeah. a five on five, I think. So, so if, well, yeah, I guess if yeah. he had scored, though, like no one would have said anything. Nope. It's showing you memories, people. Let's not, just forget about it. Holy smokes. Yeah. Pick out the good things. Tomorrow when we do the show, I want to hear one good thing Evan Bouchard did on the power play rather than all the negativity that he did. That's your homework, everybody. You, you have to come into the chat tomorrow with one good thing Evan Bouchard did in the hockey game tonight. Uh, Lance wants to know your thoughts on Bouchard. I love Bouchard. I'm a big analytics guy and he's like doing his thing well and uh, I always prefer him over Barry. So yeah. <laughs> I love Bouchard. Is there anything more beautiful than watching this Oilers power play hum along in person? Like being in the arena and seeing it's like poetry, man. Yeah. It's beautiful. And we had like a backside view on it so we could see like how the how the players are switching up and everything. So this that looked really nice. Sweet. And then awesome. we also saw he hasn't the easiest job to find the players because like they are moving all the time. So. Yeah. 
yeah, it's uh, it is something. Hungry Tyler says Bush has better vision is and is willing to shoot more instead of just dish to twenty nine or ninety seven. Barry, to his credit, did start shooting the puck more right before he got traded. I know that because he hit his shot prop in six straight games <laughs> before they dealt him. Uh, Joey, the backup optimist, is in and he just wants us to be more optimistic. We are being very optimistic. I think today's been a good show. Score prediction: What do you think happens tonight? Uh, I think we get like a close one, so like four two. 4-2. I like that. 4-2, the bag milk special, power play, empty net goal. Why not? Friends <laughs> at Betway. Uh, shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant today as well. Sports Closet. It's the Sports Closet studio. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's a Friday, but it's not a game day, hey, Liam? Nope. Saturday game day. What are we doing Saturday? Are we having a show? It's a good question. It's going to be at the pint early, so. I know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll keep, I will decide by tomorrow what we're doing for, uh, for Saturday's edition of Oilers Nation every day. Oilers Nation After Dark is coming up tonight following the final buzzer with our pal Connor Halley. So make sure you keep it locked on the Nation Network YouTube. Hit that subscribe button as well. Tomorrow, Bro Down with Bag Milk brought to you by our friends at Star Mechanical. Three big things for our friends at AMA Travel as well. We got a lot of friends here on the show, including all of you who are active on the Nation Network YouTube. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll talk tomorrow, everybody. Thank you.